stuff, kid. All I gotta say is Portland can't say shit. Welcome to Sounders Scuttlebutt in what is our probably penultimate episode of uh, the season. Uh, I'm Aaron Lingley, and uh, as always, El Presidente, Cameron Collins. What is up? I think you think, you think uh, World Cup will be next season, or are we just going to tack it on at the end of this season? I, I just consider maybe all episodes we choose to do post our season, not postseason. Uh, to be kind of more bonus episodes. There'll still be bonus. episodes 33, 34, whatever, but like we're not, we, tr- we try to be weekly. Uh, we try to follow the Sounders season. But as we know, this Sunday will be our last competitive match of 2022. So. No playoffs. No playoffs. Yeah, we've been eliminated. I I, be- I believe it now. Now that <laughs> mathematically we're eliminated. Mathematically we're so, out, but. But there maybe there's a chance. Maybe I mean, think about it. The the Sea Wolves were out in the rugby playoffs, and then two of the teams got kicked out for cheating uh, off the field, cheating the cap essentially. And then suddenly the Sea Wolves were back in it. I guess there's a chance maybe Portland Timbers won't be yeah, uh, yeah. credible yeah, for yeah, yeah. the remainder talk, of the season. We can talk more. Maybe maybe they get fine points. That'd be nice. But anyway, you have a drink to drink, right? To pop open and tell us what you have. Yeah, I've been uh right well I guess I can just pair it with what I've been drinking just to soak my sorrows, I guess. I'm drink I'm drinking uh bullet rye uh whiskey because mm, you a you fancy know. lad. But you just called me a fancy lad, but now <laughs> look what I'm holding. <laughs> yeah, good old fashioned Ronye West. Good old fashioned Ronye. Let me pop that open real quick. Ode to my ECS pub team, the Running Rainiers. Shout out to Nicholas Baella listening right now. Hey, coach. I'll be playing this week. I did not grade three tear anything. I, th- I think <clears> I mentioned <throat> last episode. I Biella, but yes, uh, you did. Biella, my bad. You were hurt last episode, yeah. Uh, really hurt. We're, I have we're something a little different than I'm going to be having. Uh, oh. I picked up, uh, my back was killing me, and I picked up some tropical CBD jellies from Journeyman, uh, one-to-one CBD THC, only available at uh, fine dealers of marijuana in the state of Washington. It's illegal to take it out of the state of Washington. Uh, They are vegan because they are made with pectin, so I am happy. And uh, I think, oh, it doesn't say what flavor it is, so I don't know whether I'm getting pineapple, mango, or passion fruit. But we're, we're gonna so we're on the edge of our couch. We're gonna find out. I don't. I think it's pineapple. My sound effect or was mango weird. or passion fruit. Hmm. You only get a little bit, little taste of that mango. That's what that was, and then and then you get the strong taste of cannabis. I am 21 and over. If you're listening outside the state of Washington, it's perfectly legal. 
on you know double fisting alcohol, you are eating drugs. Mm-hmm. That's how our season's ending. All righty. That's about right. What's what's some topics we should talk about here for Scuttlebutt before we get into the depressing stuff? Obviously, I mean, the Mariners. Oh, hello. Yeah, I was, I've been to, what did I figure out? Five of the last nine Mariners games, uh, including one today, two yesterday, and one on Friday and one on Wednesday. Let's talk about that Friday one. You were there with our, our buddy Jackson. Yeah, we uh, since since Jackson was there as press, he didn't have a seat, so we all stood. Uh, my buddy Greg was there too, and me and Jackson and Greg stood uh, basically right behind home plate on the third base side for the entire game for three hours. Best place to be at the end. Yeah, well, we were there the whole game, and it was awesome. And to win it in the bottom of the ninth, uh, Dave Sims uh, with an all-time great call uh that likes that may never be heard again in seattle history and rick riz with an okay i mean a great call but got kind of lost in the middle of his where he's I know, like, are going to the postseason that are postseason contenders in the postseason of the yeah. postseason <laughs> the playoff bound mariners are contenders for the playoffs and yeah it was un un rick like but i think he was in disbelief because we finally made it after 21 years. And he probably had a lot on his mind. He was thinking about how it had been a decade since, decade plus since Dave Niehaus, Dave's Niehaus passed away. Uh, yeah, Dave Niehaus passed away a little over a decade ago. And so it was, um, he probably had Dave on his mind and, and a lot of other stuff and a lot of pressure on him. So just, you know, two legendary calls from, we're, we're just so lucky to have them as announcers. I don't get the Dave Sims hate. He's great. Yeah, no, I think I think he's great. I, I I enjoy Goldsmith and Blowers together, though. I think they're pretty fun. It's kind of like dry uncle and and I and not maybe because we share a name, Aaron, but I I find us to be very similar in our. Uh, I don't know. He's just super. Ex- he gets excitable, <laughs> and Blowers is super calm. So anyway, uh, yeah, hell of a game. I'm super jealous you were there. I as usual, just because of family stuff and focusing on my kid. I was a little delayed, uh, and I watched the game from like nine to to midnight. So I kind of jumped in on the excitement later than everybody else. Yeah, it was. I mean, we knew they were going to make it, right? They they had to. They would have had to lose the last five games of the season, and yeah. Baltimore would have had to win. But still, to be there when it happened uh, was just so great. To the point where the night before, when I was at Iron Maiden. We were on our phones checking the score the entire time, and I went up to the bar and watched some of the extra innings just because uh, I couldn't concentrate on anything but Mariners. Yeah, yeah. Did you want you wanted the Orioles to to win on Friday night, right? So it was in. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even want to have to, to deal with it. Uh, no, no, I wanted them to lose because I didn't want to have to deal with it. I just wanted us to be in and not even think about it. It oh, worked really? out, okay. but I couldn't go the next day, so. If it hadn't worked out, I would have missed out on the time when we made the playoffs. So I was really hoping that uh, Orioles would have just lost and we could have gone. So in hindsight, it was the best possible outcome for you, but you weren't hope- – I was honestly – I wanted the Orioles to win. I wanted us to play the entire game, and and us winning put us over the edge. Did not expect that. Full count, pinch hit. Although I did think it was going to be Hanniger with his letter last year in the Tribune. Yeah, yeah that's – that I situation mean- – I mean, any of them, there was a story to sell, right? It, uh, yeah. it would have been awesome, and and the way it ended is perfect. First time in history 
that there's been a walk-off uh, pinch hit home run in the uh, to, to clinch a playoff berth. Yeah. Well, go Mariners. Uh, that's going to be exciting. And uh, yeah, they're playing this Friday. Toronto. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday if needed at Toronto. And then if they advance, they would go two at Houston, and then they'd be home for at least one, maybe two games. So games uh, three and four of that series would be at home, and game five, of course, back in Houston. So got to get through Blue Jays first, but still a chance for some home games. Yeah, pretty exciting. Well, definitely freaking exciting um some others so let's just talk stay in seattle sports um russell wilson's not doing too well uh but geno smith is the best quarterback in nfl history <laughs> technically I mean, in a way in through four games the highest uh the highest completion percentage and he's leading the NFL and QBR right now, which is interesting because if you watch, if you watch not the last game, but if you watch the two middle games, he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's somewhere near the bottom of the starters. Yeah, like, it's just efficiency, right? It's, it's, it's and that's it's all about Pete Carroll's offense has always been about efficiency. Russ was always the most efficient quarterback, and it wouldn't allow him to play. I don't think Russell's problem is himself. No, it's that his coach is awful and the play calling is bad. And um, yeah, I mean, his numbers, Gino's numbers are the same as Russ. And I think ultimately Russ's numbers will be a lot higher in terms of uh, touchdowns and yards, but their interceptions might be equal. I mean, the interceptions will be a lot more uh, for Russ is what I meant to say, because he's going to throw the ball. But uh, his team apparently doesn't want to use him, which why pay all that money if you're not going to? Yeah, I'm flabbergasted by how how that team is functioning. But uh, not Rockless Podcast. I'm just super excited that we have tied records right now, and uh, I'm always going to be following the Broncos throughout the rest of the season. Just because, <laughs> kind of like the X, right? You you want to have a a better next relationship than the than than them. So, and that that game on Sunday was pretty nuts. We have their number one draft pick. So yeah, we have to. I pay definitely want them to do. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, here's the thing is we're not going to be as good as we think we are. We're going to be near the bottom. They're going to be lower than we thought. So we're going to have two high picks. And Pete and John are going to pick some third-tier player that should have been drafted in the seventh round and be like, we found the gym, and then they're going to bust, just like always. So I don't care about first-round picks. You know, I, I, I wish I could disagree with you. But I mean, you were right about pretty much the Sounders not making the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, you wanted them to make the playoffs, but I you, you were really of course. Yeah, I was just I was realistic about it by by our playing. I was disappointed. But uh, before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about uh, the Yates report that broke this week out of. Um, I mean, it wasn't out of U.S. Soccer, but it was an independent report done on behalf of USSF and. Uh, broke down what they and the NWSL did and just the systematic abuse that has occurred towards uh, women in the NWSL game and also in the youth game for young girls. Um, I think the the few big takeaways are that the players were failed by their mentors, by their teams, by their coaches, by everyone. Um, we have seen people starting to leave. Merritt Paulson stepped away from the Thorns and uh, operations of, of the Timbers too until it was resolved and the general counsel of the team took over and immediately fired Gavin Wilkinson and Mike Golub. 
uh, I believe that's how you pronounce the name, Agola, but um, because they were the ones that, uh, I mean, the owner obviously was involved too, but they were the ones who made the decisions not to fire people and oversaw everything uh-huh. in Portland. Uh, also note that Golub was the guy who uh, handed the league the ability to, uh, or the yearn to ban the Iron Front logo, which we've talked about before on the show. So uh, he he also uh, was involved with that and one of the key players in that. So um, can't say I'm going to miss those guys. Portland fans deserve so much better than them, whether they're Thorns or Timbers fans. And it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I didn't. I, I basically just saw headlines. Yeah, I mean, so this morning, uh, the the Timbers and the Thorns released a press release that said, "President of Soccer Galvin Wilkinson and President of Business Mike Golub relieved of their duties." Um, Portland Timbers and Thorns FC announced that President of Soccer Gavin Wilkinson and President of Business Mike. Golub have been relieved of their duties with both clubs effective today. Pursuant to yesterday's news that Merritt's Paulson would step aside on Thorns-related decision-making, General Counsel Heather Davis has been named interim president of Peregrine Sports, overseeing business operations for both the Timbers and Thorns. Ned Grabavoy will uh, remain as technical director and lead Timbers soccer operations, while Thorns GM Karina LeBlanc will continue in her role leading Thorns soccer. So um, shows that Merritt was part of the problem. He stepped back, uh, or he felt like he couldn't fire his friends. He stepped back and let uh, his uh, attorney do the firing, who's now in charge of the team, has control of it. So Timbers and Thorns, we saw stuff happen in North Carolina. Uh, Stuff's happening in Chicago. Uh, Louisville doesn't exist anymore, but all the teams that were the most bad actors uh, were actually seeing uh, stuff happen. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes and and what continues to happen. Huh. I might... uh... I definitely want to read it, but I might, I'll might i put the that link to it in the show description. It's, is it a... I mean, the, the, so uh, that that's just a press release from the Timbers website. Uh, the article, I mean, we the full report is available uh, from... Uh, but it's not like on... like It's a PDF and... Uh, oh, okay. It, I mean, the report is 319 pages long. Oh, snap. Uh, so it's not an article, it's a report. No, it's a full-on report that breaks it's, down. Feels all, every onion layer. Yeah, okay. so I, I I skimmed good portions of it. I skipped the actual uh, where they call out the specific bad acts. The the um, because we know most of them from media reports, and we don't need to read the specific details of the abuse. Like the people that did, I know today are very distraught, and um, yeah, so. Uh, but the Sal- Sally Q. Yates uh, report of ind- report of the independent investigation to the U.S. Soccer Federation concerning allegations of abusive behavior and sexual misconduct in women's professional soccer is the name of it. Came out on the third. Um, it's, I mean, it's very damning. So th- this is why you're seeing teams step up and take action today. Yeah, no, I will, I want to put that in the show description. Just the the more people know about that and can see it obviously the better that's jesus okay well yeah you can't fire the owner can you no i mean <laughs> wish they could yeah they could they, he could be forced to sell though if the rest of the league yeah. wants him to like we saw happen in phoenix right yeah they're just in the time. nba for in the last decade there's been at least two right sterling and sterling then, and Ro- what, rovner whatever the guy's name was in uh yeah 
in Phoenix. So yeah, we've nice to see the teams act and um, you know, wish, wish. Uh, I hope that these guys who obviously are not the people who did the abuse, they are the people who enabled it. Uh, Enablers, yeah. Or covered it up, understand what they did wrong. And I mean, that's it. And from there, uh, let's hope that the, the victims can find healing. For real. Um, all right. Well, moving on. What, uh, you had an alliance council meeting. Is there anything fun from that? Uh, yeah. An- annual business start? meeting. Uh, I don't think this has been officially announced, but okay to talk about, uh, was the official word is going to be Wednesday, November 16th. Uh, it is going to be hybrid. Uh, annual business meeting happens after every single, uh, season. And it, it's a breakdown of, everything on the business side and everything on the uh, player side too. So you'll hear from Peter Tomozawa, who's, who's the president of the club. You'll hear from uh, Garth Lagerway, uh, Maya Mendoza Ekstrom, the COO. Uh, we'll of course talk about stuff, including, um, you know, upcoming world cup things. We'll get updates on that. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's going to be some cool breakout rooms. Uh, it is going to be both hybrid. Uh, so in person and online. Uh, so it's hybrid and, um, so you won't need to attend in person, but, uh, there will be RSVPs. So if you're interested in going and you're a season ticket holder, be sure to keep your eye on your email for that when that comes out, because, uh, a certain amount of people, uh, in the, in the hundreds area will be allowed to attend in person and then everyone else can watch it online. So, uh, it, it'll be really cool. It's the first time we've done breakout rooms, but it really gives you a chance to choose what you want to hear about in those breakout rooms. And then uh, you can, uh, they're all going to be available online. So it's a really cool event at the end of the year. We break down, you know, what the Alliance council did, what the team did on the business side. And Garth will speak freely about the past, future and present. So we'll hear about the youth. You'll hear about this past season and you'll hear about the plans for next season in terms of personnel and and beyond. It'll be definitely an, an interesting one considering everything that has happened this year, both positive and negative. Yep. Yeah, um, and Garth, on the Garth is never one to head, head, hedge his bets. I don't know if that's the right word. Mince words. Mince his words. You know, he will speak openly and honestly about stuff um, to the extent that he can. When your owners, when your when your boss is sitting next to you and only gives you a certain yeah. amount of money to spend, um, you know, that's uh, <laughs> you can only say so much without throwing them under the bus, and he's not going to do that. So uh, he is a lawyer. And uh, if you ever have been around a lawyer long enough, you can mince his words in terms of, um, although I said he doesn't mince words, uh, you can read through what he's saying because sometimes it's legalese speak. Yeah, well, and and you're well-versed in that as yep, well. Yep. But we, I think we should, we'll definitely probably have a show after that, uh, considering you'll be all up in, all up in that. Um, Most definitely. Missed stuff. Well, anything else that we should get to before we hit the elephant in the room? Uh, if anyone's a basketball player, and I mean, like, not you just go down and shoot around on your corner. Like, you actually think you could play pro-am basketball. So, like, this is the next level below G League. So, you're only uh, three below the NBA. So, this is, like, kids who weren't good enough to make in the NBA but probably played at the collegiate level. You're listening to this and you want to try out at Seattle Academy on October 23rd and 29th uh, at 3 p.m. There are tryouts for the Seattle Superhawks, which is the new uh, TBL team that is coming to Seattle that I am uh, part of the uh, leadership of. And uh, we're going to be playing over at Seattle Pacific. 
uh, starting in March. So tryouts start now and uh, preseason in February with the training camp and then game starts in uh, March. So definitely if uh, if you if you played ball, um, you know, we don't really even care about age. Uh, but uh, I mean, you probably need to have played in college. High schoolers are still eligible to make it to the uh, NCAA, so we wouldn't want to mess with them. But uh, if you're over college age and you played ball and feel like you want to come out, um, you can learn more at superhawks.com. Uh, SeattleSuperhawks.com, excuse me. SeattleSuperhawks.com. 23rd this month, October? October 23rd and October 29th at Seattle Academy. So uh, there's signups online. Um, you know, there is a fee. Seattle Academy? Uh, uh, yeah, SAS. Okay. I almost I almost went there. Oh, yeah, 12th and Madison. So centrally located right over by Seattle U. And uh, it's, um, I guess, technically the, the, the big gym is on 13th, but front of the school is on 12th and Madison. So uh, come on out or tell anyone you know that used to ball. There's, uh, I saw the sign up so far. There were some recognizable names, including former D1 athletes, maybe even a few uh, Husky basketball players that did play in the NBA at one point and uh, are no longer in there, uh, could be trying out. So we're talking oh, the real cool. thing. Like this is... There could be some really cool names involved, and it's a chance for some other guys who maybe never got their shot because they didn't have their life together or, you know, some people got addicted to drugs or whatever it is. It's a chance for them to prove themselves and actually try to, uh, you know, play well. I think eight players from the league last year went up to the uh, NBA. I mean, they might have got sent down to the minor leagues, but they were on an NBA roster. So, wow. Um, okay. You know, it's a chance. It, this is a real shot to for players who maybe miss missed their – uh, initial chance at the NBA and want to make it again. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't. I mean, we've talked about this just off off mic too. I, di- I didn't know that it was that adjacent in terms of eight players from the league were on an NBA roster. Yeah, which aren't big rosters, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. Like so, <laughs> so there, you know, there's a lot of people that maybe for whatever reason were playing in the in the G League or the D League and uh, just couldn't um, didn't couldn't cut it. Uh, that's one big thing about the TBL is they actually focus on um, fiscal responsibility and things like that too. So the young men, uh, I mean, I suppose it could be women too, but so far all young men uh, take classes and get to learn uh, some stuff that maybe we should be teaching everyone in school, but we don't for some reason. Right. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So that's a a big element of the league, which I know they're focusing on in the, in the pros now too, but uh, yeah, little local basketball coming back. Uh, you know, we're, we're still waiting on that Sonics announcement, which uh, may be the all-star break, if not next offseason. So got some time. Come on down to uh, SPU and watch some basketball this spring. Right on, right on. All right. We've been holding off too long. I'm done with my whiskey. Well, let me finish my whiskey so I can get prepared. Bottoms up. All right. Let's, let's send it to our, our little break and let's get to some Sounders. Well, Cameron, where should we start? Want to talk about two games or so that we've uh, that have happened since we last recorded? Has there really been two games? We got to talk about I think both. So. Are you sure? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure. Let me check real quick. Definitely, definitely uh, one, right? But yeah, they kind of just bleed into two disappointing results. Yeah. We had some help uh, this weekend, and we ignored it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, so we had um, 
Yeah, it was Cincy. It's a Cincy draw. I think we that was on the twenty seventh, and we recorded before that. <sighs> yeah. So, um, I, I think the big shock for me is that Philadelphia did not win the supporter shield. Uh, LAFC finished three three points more. There was a point in the season where LA was dropping matches, and Philadelphia was on fire and was nine or ten points ahead of them. Uh, so that's that's pretty disappointing. I was really looking forward to not LA Philly boys, yeah, not LA doing it. Um, you know, shout out to our friends in Chicago. Uh, we got friends over there who didn't finish in last. Ezra got them some wins at the end of the season and got them into twelfth place. So that's that's good. It's good for them. They aren't getting the wooden oh, spoon. But Toronto, yeah, they were on. F- Fire! They were right. The first part, half of the season, they were terrible, and then they signed those two DPS, and they were absolutely on fire. Yeah, and they're thirteenth. But they were like 30, us. 14. I think they didn't get those ties. They got those losses. So, um, pretty rough. Pretty rough. And uh, you know, we needed help, but seventeen losses. In the end, even if we had one, oh we'd be going into this final game. Uh, a couple points behind Minnesota, so we still would have needed their help. We still would have needed help against Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and we would have been. And let's be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest. Even if we made made it in by the skin of our teeth, the the way we got here. I mean, literally, probably since last June. Since June, I've seen nothing. I'll be the Austin match three nothing. That made me feel like we had a handle on things. Um, it, it, the Toronto match at Toronto. That's um, true. There was that one. There's a few others that, you know. But was there was there any back to back wins? No. Skim no, through this. No, uh, I mean, and and really, let's not let's not few. let's not dwell on it too much because we can do it during yeah. the off season episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think uh, what really matters is that. Uh, with all the mistakes we've made, we still had a chance to be there. With all the losses, we still had a chance to be there. And that's what frustrates me is the Cincinnati match uh, and the KC match. In both of them, if we had gotten a result, we'd be right there. Even if they just – it turned out even if they were just ties, we would have a chance. Um, and if we just pulled out you know, four or five ties from these losses, uh, I think you know they were breaking it down on the game on uh, Sunday. But we had more – uh, 1-0 losses uh, this year than we had in the uh, – or one goal losses than we'd had in the previous yeah. three years combined. Uh, and there was another number that was crazy where it was like something we had done was more than in the last six years combined. So uh, it, it, we – if you had told me, I don't know, beginning of the season, you win, you win Champions League but you're not, not going to make the playoffs – I buy it. I think I'd say I'm in. Do it. But I think, and I, I'm pretty sure I said this last time too, it's the way we lost, and, yeah. it, and it showed again in the Cincinnati match. It showed again up again in the Casey match to a degree, not not quite the same. But no, I mean, it was a bad giveaway that led to their goal. Um, it's mistakes that cost us the games. It's it's the same thing that happened in the in the in the Nashville game. It's I mean like we could go through it, all of them would be too much, but uh, we if if so you're saying if we had made one or two less mistakes in the season, we'd be in the playoffs right now. Yeah, 
that's absurd considering how bad we were. And yet we were still right there. And that's what frustrates me is it wasn't we played our hardest and we just got outplayed. Yeah, it's very dangling carrot. Like yeah. it just felt for months like, okay, we're just right there. Just got to do one little thing. We've got to get a consistent run of form here. And and we actually did have back-to-back wins against our t- two Texas teams, Houston and then Austin. But yeah. that was in September. Prior to that was in May. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I haven't seen that in a while. 17 losses, single-digit ties. And I'll tell you But this, really, I was skidded to a halt here at the end. Is oh, okay. Is, no, I was just saying that that's – that's if if we're not going to make it, let's just – lose out and I but I do I do want a good match in against San Jose at home knowing that we're not going to make it in I don't I don't know how that's going to look but um I would I hope, guess we can get into that if you had a thought it looked like you're about to spit some thought oh yeah no well, let's go to this we can go back to that I would hope that they do show up right I would hope that the, it, this is a match a for pride and b I think for a spot on the team right like yeah, this roster was supposedly in place for next year after we had won Champions League. I don't see how you keep the same roster with what ended up happening. Yes, we didn't have Raul for a bunch of matches. I did. Have we heard how bad his injury is? I don't even know. He got rolled up in the Peru game and then was just gone. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. So, uh, you know, we, we're missing key players, a lot of them, but we, we saw Christian come back, which was great in both in both matches. Um, but I, I, for me, it's, you've, we've got to figure out what to do moving forward. And and this match is a chance for players to show up and, and, and not just show that, but do it for the crowd. You know what I mean? Like get out there, get away. It's like the Mariners. They could have quit after we made the playoffs. They didn't, they still showed up. They still won games. Uh, even after we were locked in to, to sixth place, uh, or I mean, fifth place in the playoffs, uh, they still they still won both games of the double hitter yesterday and they won today. Wouldn't that you know once they won that first double hitter game, it was over. So it's um it's pride and, and I hope that they're gonna take it seriously, even though it's a meaningless game and that it doesn't matter who wins, no one's going to the playoffs between San Jose and Seattle. Yeah. Although is the Heritage Cup in play? <laughs> <laughs> I, I kinda, mean, probably. I like the Heritage Cup. I mean, I think. It's well, you something. have you have ties to, to literally San yeah. Jose area. Yeah, so I mean, I, I live there, so yeah. But like, I've just considered it a joke because we have a cabinet full of silverware. But let's take more now. I'm, I'm always kinda, happy with I'm it. Kind of thirsty to fill that cup up with something. It could be worse though. We could only have a cabinet full of uh, log saws. You know, little little pieces of wood that have been sawn <laughs> off a log. Wood discs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean they, they, they have one trophy MLS, and and, and they won the they MLS's do, back tournament, so they got that little COVID symbol over the top of their. Yeah, they got COVID. <laughs> good, good, good job. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, actually, and I feel bad. Uh, this should be in our scuttlebutt segment, but some other Seattle sports news that's really, really positive is the rain. Oh yeah, field winners. They're yeah, I think I think I was by semifinal match October twenty third. <sighs> they picked the that's, that's one. Awesome. They picked like the one of two days that I couldn't be there. I bought my tickets, then I found out the date because uh, I have season tickets, so I just renewed, um, you know, for the playoffs, and I, I had to give them to my seatmates because, uh, like I said earlier, that's Seattle SuperHawks tryout day, and that's the first one. 
Uh, so I have to be there. <laughs> so uh, I'm so sad. It's at the same time. I'm so sad. Hey, by the way, my furnace turned on. Does it sound all right? Yeah, I can't hear it. Okay, good. Never mind. It did not turn on. Um, yeah. So shout out to them. Uh, sucks. You couldn't have been there. I mean, I, I, I'm there. I have too many, too many things going on, but winning, I do. winning the shield is awesome. I it's mean, awesome. for me, I think what I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited, but it's, I've, it's a frustration that we've been the best team so many times and we, you know, we feel like we should always win the championship. They've never won a championship. Mm-hmm. So this is the year. Uh, if they win the home match though, I think they travel to DC assuming DC advances, uh, I believe. Uh, I, I haven't seen the bracket yet. but um, So we may not end up with a home game after that, which bums me out. But, um, you know, it, there, it, come on, Megan Rapino scored the winning goal the other night. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, just, it's like the Cal Rally. Well, not like she's like Cal Rally, but just like to have a moment like that in the final yeah. game. And, yeah, that's that's just so cool. But anyway, back to – Back to the poopy stuff. So yeah, um, I I hope I hope I agree with you. I hope it's pro- it's a pride match, and I think we we need to come out there for the fans, especially. Mm-hmm. And I know Brian Schmetzer will be will be touting that in the locker room that you know mm-hmm. we need to we need to do this for them, right? Everyone that come we we're not in the playoffs, and they're in the stadium to to watch us. Um, and I'm curious what the attendance will be like. I mean. Granted, it's a two o'clock game. Do you know what the time? If it goes to game three, I know. I know they're they're in Toronto, the Mariners, on Sunday, one fifteen. Yeah, one fifteen. Interesting. So Interesting. It'll be, it's in the middle. It's the middle of the Mariners playoff game, if if needed. Uh, and it's uh, you know I think it could depend on the weather too. Last two days, they've told us it was going to be seventy at the Mariners games, and I sat through three games in those two days, and uh, it was not. It was fifty degrees and freezing. Hmm. Well, so, I haven't looked at the weather report yet, but you know, I, I, you know, I think I think a lot of people will show up if you're a season ticket holder and you need a uh, something to you know get get you out of out of your bed or <laughs> off the TV and you know pulling up the Mariners on your phone or something. Uh, it is the annual garage sale. Um, it is supposed to be 74 degrees on Sunday, so. Uh, let's hope it lives up to that because it was supposed to be 75 and 77 and we never got those uh, tomorrow. Uh, maybe we'll get it coming up, but um, it, the, the annual garage sale is happening and that is for season ticket holders. And uh, if you really care about it, you're going to have to leave the match early and start lining up because that line gets really, really long. But uh, at the end of the game, they open it up and basically it's like a little store where you can go buy game used gear, uh, whether that is jerseys, shorts, pants, little three quarter capri pants, jackets, uh, warm up stuff like you name it, uh, they have it. Um, I just got uh, Josh Atencio shorts at the uh, game the other day when we had a, a mini garage sale at Tacoma Defiance. Uh, so I'm rocking Josh's shorts around the house, but. Uh, you can get some cool stuff, and and it's way cheaper. If you bought a new pair of shorts from the pro shop, they would be like fifty bucks, and you get them for a fraction of that, if not ten percent. So um, there's no Atencio sweat in them. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But 
I just added them to my collection of Mauro, Eddie Johnson, uh, Chad Marshall. I have like 20 Sounders player shorts, deuce. But uh, I, they're, you know, they're my gem shorts. I think that um, it's a really cool experience because you can buy game-worn gear. You can buy team-issued gear. You can buy memorabilia that's only available behind the scenes. Um, so uh, more details will be coming in your email from the Sounders. But definitely head on over to that. I work it every year, so you can come say hi to me. I'll be working it. And um, it's uh, it's always fun. Um, I hope, I'm hoping to get a, another pair of Capri pants, maybe a little bit larger size. Uh, they're really awesome three-quarter they're like long shorts that go to like halfway down your calves, basically. Uh, and yeah, then like keepers usually wear yeah, those when they're yeah. warming up. Yeah. It's like keeper warm up pants. Exactly. Uh, and then, um, you know, maybe another jacket. So, uh, do you I need any volunteers? Them. I might be bringing a almost three year old. Um, <laughs> she went to, she went to the last game we went to and she did freaking fantastic. Although That's I think awesome. I will be bringing, uh, some headphones to, it was loud, right? But yeah, and, I wasn't. Ex- yeah. I mean, I'm there, and I, I'm. I never even considered to be loud, and because I'm usually part of the loudness when a goal happens. But yeah, um, but you know, bring, I always think loud. Bring some other headphones too, so she can watch TV on your phone. I don't. She didn't need it, man. She didn't right. need it. She right. was engaged. And there's uh, in our in our section. There's a, a cool couple behind us that they've been bringing their their kid since she she's probably like probably four now. Because I remember when they, she was just strapped to a chest. I'm like, my wife's pregnant. I'm going to be like you next year. <laughs> um, so they got to meet meet her, and that was really cool. So I, 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 and she's pretty good about not needing screen stuff. So I'm pretty stoked about that. That's awesome. Um, and, and when we have had like too much TV, like like an hour or two or something like that on a weekend, she starts playing. She starts doing other stuff. I'm like, good. You've detached nice. yourself on your own accord. But anyway, I'm I'm bringing her, and I'm I'm really excited. It might just be a daddy daughter date too. Um, my cool. wife will break too. So make if you need sure a volunteer, you and make I, sure I can you go bring your bar, season ticket really card so you can show it. No, we and sadly we are full up on volunteers. We didn't. We got less than usual this year on council because the Sounders are fully staffed with match day people. Yeah. For the first time good since we've Good, good for them. I know it's awesome. Um, yeah. So it, that's a cool event. It's a good reason to head out to the game. You know. Even if you don't want to uh, leave the game early and, and go get in line, uh, you definitely don't have to. You just won't, you won't be able to get like you know the Rui Diaz jersey. You might have to end up getting like a Leva jersey or something. Who knows? Well, you never know what that could be in a few years, right? Yeah. I feel like we keep kind of like tiptoeing away from the performance we saw <laughs> this last weekend. Ha- let's let's talk about it. Um, was it this weekend? That was Sunday, right? No, yeah, Sunday. Okay. I mean, there was a since it, since he was on Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got outplayed. We got outplayed. Uh, it could have been eight or nine nothing if Fry weren't the best keeper in the league. Jesus, yeah, he was... so many amazing saves. And, and even, I mean, Freddie looked really, really good. He looked like he might have been the only one that gave a shit. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, that's probably harsh. And I know Nico's always running around. Uh, and, uh, besides Fry, obviously he was best I've seen him, and and that's saying something because he's always yeah. good, right? He's, had, he's, he's always had some great games this season too. But and possession evened out by the end of it. They only had fifty two percent of possession, but I mean we committed thirteen fouls of their seven. 
which is that's 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 weird, right? We are always on the other side. Yeah, of that scale. We only had Whether three corners to their five. We had ten shots to their sixteen. Like it just, it was a lackluster game from us in a game where they they didn't seem to show up. And and you know I can't help but wonder is is that just the Sounders' mo under Schmetzer? We've talked about this before. Is with except for the Concacaf Champions League in the second half of the 2019 MLS Cup, um, and maybe a little bit of time in the um, uh, game against was it Lyon in Mexico in the League Cup? I mean in uh, New- Las Vegas, Lyon from Mexico. Um, we don't show up for big games, and this it it felt like I don't know if it was just a letdown from being like okay we have five percent chance of making the playoffs now. We have to win both our games. And if we had won both our games, it went up to a 33% chance. Shout out to Scott for uh, giving us that information. Uh, that's always who you're going to go to if you need gambling advice. Uh, Mr. Scott Chupak, is, uh, let me tell you, that dude is smart. Um, but it was – it just it didn't – I'm not going to say it didn't feel like they didn't care because – Towards the end of the match, they started pushing, and obviously, we're trying. It wasn't for lack of trying. It's just there was no urgency. Yeah. And another stupid mistake, a giveaway in the the last third of the field that led to a breakaway for an easy goal. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Um, and this time, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was Roldan or Amar or who. Um, we also didn't see the same kind of pick me up that I think we had from Christian last game when he came in as a super sub. Because I think over time he he got tired. He's been hurt. He hasn't been playing, um, and he they t- took both him and Jordan off relatively early. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we thought was going to work didn't. That's we had to make we had to make changes at halftime. So frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. But you know it's how the season's gone. And I got we both got some shtick from our Discord after the last episode, and in, in regards to to Leo Chu. Um, and and it was probably the only episode I spoke negatively of him. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the way the team has gone. Uh, mm-hmm. That I don't think it's entirely his fault that his performance, at least in my eyes, is hasn't been great. I think when he gets the ball, he's trying to do too much. But I think it's because there's no, no there's no fluidity in the game. There's nothing that. Doesn't There's seem no to flow through him or, or yeah. flow through him. It's just, yeah. oh, I have it now. I don't know when I'm going to get it again. I'm going to try to do something, right? He's got that kind of like erratic. He's he's very skillful on the ball, right? It's very smooth, but then it just that touch was too far or ran 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 it off too much. I don't know, but I, I don't. I don't. I think he just didn't stand out. Exactly, and I and I and I don't necessarily want to retract from how I feel about. Uh, my comments in, in the last episode, but I think I do want him here next year. I yeah. do think it's a worthwhile um, investment for sure. He was, I don't know the numbers right now, but I'm sure his per 90 stats were, were better in his th- one third of the season stint or half season stint he had last year versus his full season with us this year. Yeah. Um, but I think that does correlate more to, what the hell happened to the Sounders this year, which we will get into in the postseason, well, post-season <laughs> episode. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I he he was in this match and he was doing the same stuff that I've seen all, all year, but nothing really came of it. Uh, same with um, Bruin. He came on as a sub. But yeah, see, I didn't Energy, find but... much from Bruin at all. I mean, I think yeah. Leo, Leo at least got the ball, made some passes. Bruin was trying, but he was running after the play. That's um, what he's looked like all year. Running yeah. and trying and nothing really happens from Bruin all year this year, which is maybe is a real sign of his decline. Yeah. And, and uh, in terms of Leo Chu, great, great goal scorer in his career. Yeah. Um, but in terms of Leo Chu, you know, uh, take it with a grain of salt, it's a transfer market, but they have his current value at 2.75 million, uh, where it's been since uh, April. Uh, but again, in August, they said he was worth uh, that amount. And, um, and so, they see his value has having gone up. So they, they don't see it like, Oh, he's not playing. I think, I think what it is is we've never had a young DP before this third slot was a young DP, meaning it was going to be a young player who was someone who was coming in and was a project. This guy was not expected to come in and start. He was expected to come in and yeah, learn sure. from the team. He had never been outside of his state in Brazil before. And JP being from the state was huge. And we obviously have seen the relationship he's built with Freddie. So, um, is he? You know. <laughs> he's ranked 124th among left wings in the MLS, uh, and seventh among all players in Seattle in terms of market value. <laughs> wait, 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 what number one? He's the seventh most valuable player on our team according to transfer market. But 174, 124th in all on all of the MLS. Are there 124 left? Wingers. I think it's all players. It's all players. Oh, I'm like all that players. is. I think I'm 174 left winger from the ECS public. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, seventh most valuable player on our team, uh, right behind Jao Paulo, which I, I can or equal with Jao Paulo, which I can only think he's that low because he's hurt and he's and you don't know if he's going to come back from his injury. And Roldan um, is right behind him. Alex, that is Christian, of course, is the second most valuable player on our team. Um, so yeah, uh, and, and Leo Chu, uh, which, uh, you know, he was Leo Chu again. Uh, he didn't make any horrible mistakes this game, but uh, I didn't feel confident with him back there. But maybe I'm biased just because of past uh, past things. Yeah, but I think we both agree. You know, we we're not getting rid of him, and I don't want that to happen. Um, no. I want a better team for him to flourish. And I want yeah. him to, and he'll have a year and a half in Seattle, um, closer to probably two years by the time the season starts, right? So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for what this team could be, uh, what we could do this off season. But that that'll be more subject of of the next episode. Yeah, we have a club option for Will Bruin, so that'll be interesting. I I would assume we're not going to pick that up, but uh, you never you never know. Um, yeah. and, uh, in terms of Leo Chu, I, I believe he signed through another season. So, um, the, the most interesting thing for me, uh, and it, it was around this game, but it was not part of this game. Uh, Leo Chu is signed until December, 2024. So we actually have another two seasons with Leo, uh, oh, 2024. yeah, in the 2024 season. Well, that's our control over it. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, not even a club option. Like he signed to that point. So, um, but uh, you know, they made some. Uh, you know, they're breaking down who who is the MVP for this season, 
And, well, we can't do that now. We got one more game. Uh oh, I mean, That's yeah, totally a next episode question. Uh, well, yeah, of 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 course, but uh, and uh, I I mean, we're not going to talk about who it is, but I just I saw some people putting Nico on the list. That that's what I wanted to mention, and yeah. that was surprising to me. Um, it, it shows me that people are, uh, uh, and the, you know, this is press people, and it, it makes me think they're voting with their hearts, but, voting with their hearts. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard, but I, I, yeah, I, I I disagree, and I just spoiled my pick for next episode. But yeah, it's it's not Nico. Um, I, I, I'm saying league MVP, not team MVP. League oh, MVP. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So, no. 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 Sorry. Uh, I'm pulling up stats. I. It's had to I be mean, his worst year that he's actually played a full season. I mean, he's he he made it on the list of the nominees. So, um, you know, it's it's there's a lot of nominees. I don't. It was uh, Nico and Rui Diaz, I believe, were the two from Seattle that made it on the list. So I think it, it might be two per team. So, Whoa, <laughs> but, okay. but I would I would not have had him as the second. So the mind MLS named Nico as the the, the highest. Um, My mind is blown right now. Yeah. Guess how many assists he has this year? Uh, five. Eleven. Wow, interesting. So maybe oh, uh, the key is not to watch the games and just um, look at stats. I guess that's where this is going. I mean, he played and, in 27 matches. Um, yeah. Also, also mind blown, but, uh, mind blown here, three goals, two assists for Albert Rusnak. Yeah, but you got to remember he wasn't playing exactly. in a position to exactly. score or assist for a while. Exactly. No, I and, and people look at those stats and think, oh, well, he's clearly not worth the money. Then, uh, shout out to Shane O'Neill, uh, former Sounder Extraordinaire, for being uh, on the Defender of the Year nominee list, though. Oh man, no, <laughs> really? Yep, uh, he's on yeah. there with Yamar from your Seattle Sounders, mm-hmm. uh, and not Javier. Uh, you know, um. Not Javier. He's not on there. <laughs> uh, just it looks like the only Seattle player on there may be uh, Neymar. Oh, this and this is this is telling too. Javier has sixteen tackles. Albert Rusnak has, or no, sorry, uh, Kellen Rowe has seventeen. Freddie Montero has eighteen. <laughs> Christian mm-hmm. Rodon is twenty-three. Missed a third of the season. Yamar twenty eight, knew who thirty, and Alex rolled on with forty. Damn boy! I mean, in in the end, um, we're gonna go ahead and say your your league MVP is clearly Raúl Ruiz Diaz. Um, I've never heard of Nashville or any other team, so Raúl is your MVP. Fry is your goalkeeper of the year. Uh, your defender of the year is U.S. men's course, national team goalkeeper Stephen Fry. <laughs> yeah, is of course uh, Yamar. Your newcomer of the year is of course Obed. Uh, your young player of the year is we have somebody on there. I bet you it's Danny. Uh, and most importantly, your comeback player of the year is Jordan Morris. Yeah, yeah stuff the ballot. And who who wins coach of the year? I mean, is it Schmitz? Uh, probably won't give it to him this year, although he maybe deserved it for what he did in Champions League. Um, maybe Gonzalo Gonzalo Pineda reserves it for putting up with Joseph Martinez. Putting up, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, 
I I have a question since yeah. we're not we we clinched not making the postseason, so we're clearly can start thinking of other things. But the, there's negatives to that, a lot of them. Um, but there's some positives too. What what positives can you take? Silver linings can you take from this? We have a Discord response. Mine is rest. That's what I'm going with time. too. Oh, Three okay. months off. Three months off for our players. Because there was we times are going to be starting sooner again. With we're in Champions League, right? Yeah, in February. We, are we in Champions League? What, uh, did, Champions did we, League. Didn't we have a bitch fit about that because we won Champions League, but it's not a quali- you don't qualify for it next year. Oh, Club World Cups in February. So forget. Who cares about? I, Champions I know League. that is, but. I don't. Uh, I have no idea. I um, you're probably right. We didn't qualify despite the fact we won, which is dumb because the winner always is in it. Other years, right? I don't know, but um, it, it, who cares? We have Club World Cup, and that's all that matters now. Uh, Club World Cup. Maybe uh, I don't think we'd have any too many roster changes by then. Maybe a few, but um, what really matters is uh. Three months off, then Club World Cup. Yeah, so three months off, Club World Cup. So that's a benefit, obviously, because, again, our season's going to, quote-unquote, start sooner. But also, I just double-checked, and yes, the memory of bitch-fitting is is accurate. You can win the whole damn thing, and you're not good enough to be in it (laughs) next year. But you could win U.S. Open Cup, or even whatever the Canadian one is, where there's eight teams that compete in it. And you can make it a Concat Champions League, but not uh, not if you win it. So that seems ridiculous. Yep. U.S. Uh, people are LAFC, Philadelphia Union, and uh, Orlando City. Orlando City. Wow. We're going to win they it won, and not be, able to, not, not be able to defend our title. That is... Uh, and and White Cup has won it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's. It, I think that all changes in a couple years. Uh, it looks like they are going back to the same format. Of course, the year, year after. Year. Uh, I think it's 2024. It becomes 27 teams in a five knockout uh, phase. So um, basically, it's going to be MLS Cup champions uh, get a berth. Leagues Cup champion gets a berth. Uh, and then... Oh, yeah, uh, Leagues Cup. U.S. Major League Support Soccer Supporter Shield winner, uh, conference winners, and the next best in the Supporter Shield standings, plus the U.S. Open Cup. So um, that that means that if you're the second best team in the Supporter Shield and you get knocked off, you get a chance, which is great. Because the year we won the Supporter Shield, uh, I think we didn't make it in, right? Because we didn't make it to the finals. So that's true. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, way more. And then Leagues Cup third place team and runners up make it in. So all you have to do is finish top three in Leagues Cup, be the Shield winner or second place, or win one of the conferences, um, or uh, be the MLS Cup champion. So uh, a lot more chances. It's going to be super fun to see that that bigger tournament uh, starting in 2024. I'm, I'm excited for it. F- five phase knockout stage. So 30 30 was it. I guess the first round isn't a total of 32 teams because some people have buys, but uh, 27 teams from uh, all the different associations. Just missing out. Just missing out from defending our title. Um, Silver lining lining from uh, Discord, Daniel Boniface. Um, Am I doing the 
twenties way again? It's Boniface. Yeah. Boniface. What's up, Dan Boniface. There we go. Sorry, Dan. You can call me Langley. I get that all the freaking time. Um, I think ah, I'm calling you FBI from now on. What's up, FBI? Well, that seems isn't cooler. That, yeah, isn't that where? Isn't Langley have something to do? It with is in Virginia, Langley, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe I'll call you Quantico. Oh, ooh. sounds kind of cool. Um, I think the way the MLS works, Sounders will get more general allocation money to spend as a non-playoff team, which is true. Um, right. And I'm and I do want to run through how I honestly gave up on MLS intricacies infrastructure because it changes all the freaking time and once tam and gam came into play i threw hands i was like whatever i i i'm just watching this sport now um but um to failure to quality so general allocation money a club may also receive gam in the following cases um it looks like everyone's allotted a certain amount each year this last year is 1.6 million per club i assume it goes up every year um, but you may also receive GAM in the following cases. Failure to qualify for MLS Cup playoffs. Winners. Uh, yeah, the transfer yeah. uh, it, it doesn't necessarily go up every year, I'm going to say. The, the, oh, really? the, the cap has actually been flat for the last two years during COVID. Uh, that was part of when the players came back and had a new deal. But it should be going up next year for the first time uh, since Okay, then. so it, it should normally be going up, but COVID plateaued it for a little bit. That makes sense. Okay, so it wasn't just MLS MLSing. Anyway, the transfer of a club's player to non-MLS club outside MLS, that seems redundant, Mm -hmm. to non-MLS club outside MLS. Okay. Qualification for CONCACAF Champions League. So going Uh, back, uh, that would be uh, not transferring it to your own minor league club. So we can't can't sell a player to Tacoma Defiance and... And and uh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, lawyer, look at you. Expansion clubs, which we do have St. Louis coming in in 2023. So we have failure to qualify and expansion club, and potentially at least 1.6 million, but potentially more. Um, and uh, expansion delusion dilution. It's not going to get into that. Uh, a designated player charge distribution. Off the top of your head, do you know what those last two bullet points are? No idea, and I don't think All it right. matters. MLS yep. just makes up whatever they want. Uh, yeah. When I go to the eye doctor, they dilution my eye. Um, but we had. So uh, we I think we had two of those, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll get more money. We'll get more For time failures off. And um, an expansion club, just like everybody else. Yeah. So, you know, who knows what will happen, but I'm I'm hoping for the best. I'm looking forward to hearing what Garth has to say on November 16th at the uh, end of the year business meeting. And, and an interesting, uh, I normally kind of glaze over articles like this because when they're two paragraphs um, and they have no player names or anything in it, but in June, on June 22nd, we received $175,000 in general allocation money from yeah. from Gonzo Pineda essentially. Um, and then DC United gave us 50,000 um, both for international roster spots, both Atlanta and DC. Uh, we gave them international roster spot and Atlanta yeah. valued getting one a lot more than DC did. So $225,000 plus being failures, plus an expansion team, um, 
plus the annual amount. It's more than normal for us, considering we've never not been in the playoffs. Maybe we'll do something with that and get into that more, I guess, in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Dan, Dan also shared a bunch of memes of just the league roasting us right now. I mean, here's the thing. They hate us because they ain't us. Yep. No hate one likes us because no they ain't us. Hey. <laughs> when it comes down to it, all I've got to say is that they hate us because they ain't us. No one else except for the New York Red Bulls knows what it is to be us and to make the playoffs 13 years in a row, 14 years in a row. Red Bulls are 13, so they're now the longest active streak. Every other team in the league, is... you've missed the playoffs. Shut up. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. And that's, we don't that's, care. And that's a quiet one, the Red Bulls. Yeah, I never no. thought about that. Yeah, even years where they were off when they made it back. Yeah. I mean, I, I generally care about that stuff. I, I think there's no reason to rub it in when you're winning. And so um, I'm not going to rub it in when I'm losing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to say, you know, like I'm – well, I, don't, so I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't miss missing the playoffs. What? I. I don't. Uh, oh, I guess it's a thing. This is the first time I've experienced that. Some of these to, are pretty I'll, good. Can I describe some of them for 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 our listeners uh, here? We'll Everyone give you one because I don't know if it uh, describing memes really does them justice. No. Well, this one was because we all know this imagery. I'm not. It's not random imagery. This this one right here. Uh, we all know Tim Melia body slamming Christian Roldan last year, right? Okay. In the in goal. Remember that. Sure. So, uh, Christian rolled on, labeled Seattle's playoff hopes, Amelia, SKC. I mean, yeah, whatever. SKC knocked us out. Who cares? Like, how many times have we knocked them out? A lot. Uh, I'm more concerned about the fact that the announcers kept saying everything in SKC's favor the whole time and said, well, they should have been off sides when they beat the Seattle. No one thought that that before. That's bullshit. All they were doing was parroting lines from Vermees, their coach, who's the worst thing to happen to American soccer. That's all I'm saying. So Whoa. if you are an SKC fan. I don't like Vermees either. But. Yeah, he's awful. He, he's Whoa. everything that's wrong with the MLS. So you know what? The only thing that got body slammed is SKC's ability to play soccer that isn't shitty or cheap. Tell us how you really feel. I love it. Uh, okay, give me give me one more because I think it's funny. But you know, everyone, do you know the meme with the, the grandma with the walker and then like the, the presumed maybe granddaughter walking her? Like, come on, grandma, let's go. Grandma face mm-hmm. down, but the Sounders always make the playoffs. Sure, grandma, let's get you to bed. Anyway, that's like have fun an with it. Generation MLS. of kids that think Seattle is a town of winners. If anyone's there on Friday night, uh, they know that we don't win much, and when we do, we we really love it. I we need there. it. We need it. That's a completely different thing. But I was there it. every home game in 1992 when the Seahawks went two and 14. I was there many 25, 30 home games the year the Mariners lost 100 games. I was there the Preach year that the Sounders didn't make Preach. the playoffs. I was there. The year the storm um, didn't win the championship because we always do and we're awesome. Um, <laughs> so that kind of goes against I your your service. <laughs> the, the, the year the Sea Wolves didn't make the playoffs, the, but then did because both LA and Austin's owner cheated because it's the same owner. Um, and there's only eight teams in the league. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm uh, saying is this: 
joke all you want to. I'm going to brush it off these shoulders because the Sounders are a team of winners. And we won the Champions League. Best team in all of North America. The end. And we're about to be the best team in the world come February. And we're going to go undefeated next year. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. It's happening. You heard it here. Here. You heard it here. So do we have anything else from Discord uh, come in that people want us to discuss? Uh, no. <laughs> Nothing in particular. <laughs> Although Kenny, Kenny Sloth, 74, did... Did say that it, I thought this was interesting. Um, that with all those kind of memes and everyone coming at us about not making it, that he, he saw a lot of Galaxy and LAFC fans defending us, saying they're mm-hmm. jealous of our season just just because we won CCL. Um, yeah. LAF both we I um, surprised me because there's been contention with both those clubs, uh, Galaxy just because of history and LAFC because honestly kind of large portion of their fan base is kind of trashy, literally throwing trash at our players because we whoop their ass. Um, but maybe they're riding high right now, so they're feeling more like, oh, come on, guys. Galaxy surprised me, though. And that could be a small pocket, too, that Kenny's seeing. Um, and Jen, there's plenty of memes being created by pe- people from uh, Los Angeles County. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, winners know uh, respect. Uh, game you know, respect I yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. And uh, you know, people in KC. Game? That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, people in KC, people in Portland, people in other cities who um, don't know how to win and have never been there before, they're going to celebrate. Um, all that I know is we are the champions of CONCACAF. Of the world. Uh, and we, we're we only going to get better when we sign Beckham Boniface from the Colorado Rapids. I've been working on it. Uh, I'm going to see the GM coming up here in a few weeks, Garth Lagerway, and I will be sure to mention it and get him in our system now, man. Dan. He's the future. Dan. I know, actually, he's probably already got maybe kind of a highlight reel, but Dan's seen my videos. And actually, silver lining, personally, less – Less prepping and doing these shows and editing these shows, I can actually throw, do a little bit more edits together. I was on a high after we won Champions League, so there was like three in a row I did, right? Mm-hmm. And I, that's my, that's my jam, as you know. We, we have some projects in the works, but, um, yeah, don't, and, don't worry. I'll keep you busy so that you don't have time yeah. to do soccer stuff. Uh, well, I mean, if it can get Dan's son, if we get Beckham oh, yeah. on, on the Sounders, uh, Dan, if you need a highlight reel, send me your, your son's clips. We can put something together. Yep, I mean, we had a 16-year-old starting at uh, <laughs> at center defense of mid this year, as you know. And uh, I just, to all the people in the CAA that listen to the show, I apologize. Yes, Langley is CIA, not FBI. Uh, I oh, got it confused. Sorry. I watch too many uh, true crime television programs, uh, and I just got it mixed up. Yeah. Sorry about that, CIA. Uh, I, can, I know you can uh, neither confirm nor deny uh, that you listen, but we know that means you listen. Come on. It's just it, just like Oswald didn't shoot JFK. We know. We know. I I actually I wanted to maybe on our last step, last quote unquote, but like kind of the wrap up episode of the season, kind of go through some of the, the stats from this year um, yeah, in it. terms of the episode stats because we have had listens from the Russian Federation. 
Oh, so, Putin. So Putin's here. listening to us. <laughs> here, here, dude. I got to tell you something. Some other, in other the in the draft, we have friends that are worried, and you're sending your country into the Stone Age technologically. Um, be nice to your people. Just in the war. In the war, man. What if this episode does it? I'm then I'm the Didier Drogba of uh, American soccer since he ended a uh, civil war <laughs> in his home country. I thought you were going to go with with um, Drago and Rocky comment there. <laughs> I mean, change. Drago I losing change. ended the Cold War. We could we could argue that. We could argue that. Uh, what I can't argue is that the Discord is a fun place to uh, to to dis. Discourse, discord, yeah, discourse. discourse. So, so come, uh, sounder stuff. Come so share us. all your come share all your discord for how the Sounders played this season. Mm-hmm. Come join us. What's do, what's the is there a room name? How does that work? I I'm signed into it, but I I don't know how discord just, works. Assuming most of you are listening on your phone, show description right there. Just click on it, and then and then if you don't have a discord, it's basically just. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's like Twitter, but it's just a room that you get to pick yeah, and be in, it, and you don't have to hear all the clutter in your timeline or anything. It's just a room. It's Slack. Yeah, it's Slack for entertainment. Well, I think if so, you know what Slack is, you know what Discord is. I think it's the same kind of community that knows. That. Right, but right, right. yeah, um, started I think mainly uh, for like video games, but now it's moved on to all sorts of entertainment and right. all sorts of shows. Um, yeah, yeah, but if you, if you can open your Twitter app, you can open a Discord app and uh, the Discord Discord app and. There's your there's your channel for Sounders Scuttlebutt, and it's just Sounders fans. And there, I'm sure there's some other ones out there, too. But if you're on the show, we, we like to hear uh, what you guys have to think there first and put it on the and on the show. Um, and Twitter's just uh, for me to crack jokes on, I guess, and share my videos. But speaking of Twitter, where can they find you on the socials, Cameron? When I'm not eating Pagliacci pizza. Sorry. That's the way to end it. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. I am available at Legal Minded Punk, all one word, on both Twitter and Instagram. Where can they find you, Aaron? On Twitter at A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-Y. And Cameron, you were like, we should do this show Twitter, too. Uh, It's because we never actually listen to the outro of James, who says our Twitter handle. But it is James. You're the man. It is at SSFC Scuttlebutt on Twitter. Uh, But listen to the outro too, because James' voice is so sultry, and he tells you where you can find him. Yeah, James is awesome. Support him, support us, but support James. He is one of the best people around, and knowing that he's um, gets to call all of our favorite, you know, moments in sports history is just so cool. And amateur wild wildlife uh, video capture yeah. from his backyard. Get some good uh, puppy footage and some good deer footage and creek footage. Yeah, raccoons, stuff like that. So, yeah, shout out to um, Brit Boxus. That's Brit Box, U.S. All right. Take it away, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. 
And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.